Hey, beautiful humans. Thank you for tuning into the Love and Life podcast, the podcast where we talk about how to live and love authentically, whatever that might look like to you. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cunningham. Let's dive in. Well, hello, beautiful humans. I am sitting here with George. George the cat on the couch <laughs> in my office. Oh man, and I just got off the phone with a really great friend of mine and we were talking about uh relationships and um she was sharing with me some of the things that um she's dealing with in her uh relationship relationships um and she's she's also polyamorous and um and uh, she's she's telling me about a particular um, challenge that she has that I thought was um, in, inspired inspired me obviously to get on here and talk to you about it. Um, and what her challenge is um, is you know a lot of people have, which is like, how do I continue to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't communicate in the way that works for me to communicate. It's like we have two different brains. Um, like they have one brain, I have another brain, and our brains do not, they don't, they don't sync up, you know, and um, they've been having they and and I feel like you know I I have been in relation I have been in relationships like this before and I've talked to other people who've been in relationships like this and there were several key things that came up in this conversation that I wanted to talk about and the first key thing is that when we have um monogamous relationships that there can be this idea that you say that you're in a relationship and that's and that's actually that's enough it's enough to declare that you are in a relationship and now it means that you are in that relationship and there isn't um you don't necessarily and in you know there's so much more nuance to this so like there are you know people in monogamous relationships still work at their relationships okay like i'm not saying that they don't um uh, so but in a monogamous relationship you can just say like hey this is you know this is our relationship we are we are you know dating now we are married now we are engaged now and there's not a lot else that you have to do about that in order for that to continue being true um and so and that can ha and that can happen in polyamory as well i'm not saying that that can't happen in polyamory um but when we switch into polyamory it becomes more apparent if we have just said that we're in a relationship with someone versus co-creating a relationship with someone. And so um, I had a very, very amazing friend of mine have a conversation with me um, when I was very um, conflicted 
about uh, whether or not to ask my former husband for a divorce. And, you know, there's a lot of emotions and anyone who has been in this situation where you're talking about the possibility of ending a marriage, you know how how much emotion and just like back and forth and hemming and hawing and is this the right decision and doubt and all of this stuff comes up. And she took me to lunch and she said to me, you know, Elizabeth, you can only do your homework in the relationship and he can only do his homework in the relationship. And if you're, if you're the only one doing your homework and he's not doing his homework, then you don't have a relationship. You just have one person who's trying to be in a relationship with someone who's not doing their homework. And so it brings up this idea of this co-creation, this collaboration of continuously every day, every week, every month, every year, co-creating a relationship and experience a life with someone it's like <laughs> the the um the analogy that my friend and i also used was um writing a book together it's like if you say like hey we're we're gonna write a book together and then you don't do anything about that you're not writing a book together you just said that you were going to write a book together it was a good idea at one point um, but it's not happening. Or if you say, we're going to write a book together, and then one person is writing the book while the other person is not, <laughs> you are not writing a book together. You said you were going to write a book together, but now one person is writing the book and the other person has chosen not to participate for whatever reason. But they're still there. They still said that they were writing the book. So they, you know, they give their input every once in a while, um, but they're actually not writing the book with you. And I think that, again, a lot of people um, have have this experience in relationships where it's like, I'm the one, I'm the one making this relationship work. Like if I, if I weren't doing what I was doing, if I, you know, if I weren't putting in the work that I was putting in, like, what kind of relationship would we even have? And so this kind of goes back to the different communication styles um, because maybe one person, maybe both people would say, no, I, I am putting in the work in this relationship. And so if you have two people who say that they're putting in the work for the relationship, they're co-creating the relationship, but the relationship isn't working and the other person has the experience of no you're not putting in the work for the relationship then either what the person who's like you're not putting in the work for the relationship has a way that the how their partner should put in work for the relationship should look has an expectation of some kind and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have any expectations of your partners. I think that expectations in relationships are really good. Um, and um, they might not be matching what your partner expects of themselves. Your expectations of them do not match their expectations of them or how that you know, or how that uh, looks actually looks in reality. If you have an expectation that your partner 
um, is uh, going to therapy and their expectation of themselves is to have a spiritual practice, then maybe you're like, oh, well, you're not putting in the work. And they're like, yes, I am putting in the work. And you're like, no, you're not. Because your expectation is putting in the work equals therapy. And their expectation is putting in the work equals spiritual practice, right? So you have two different definitions. So both of you are right. <laughs> um, but both of you, but you're not on the same page. Um, you're not writing, you're not writing the book together. <laughs> um, and so what can you, what can you do about that? And honestly, what it makes me think of is the statistic from the Gottman Center, which is that 60% of problems in relationships don't have a solution. And so this might not have a solution. The solution might be well, if this is the expectation you have of me and I'm not going to meet that expectation, then maybe this relationship is over. Or the solution is you give up that expectation. Just like, well, okay, if you're not going to meet that expectation, then I'm not going to have that expectation of you so that we can continue this relationship. But maybe that makes it an untenable relationship for you. And so if that, again, that might lead to the relationship ending. And this brings up another key aspect that I think that polyamory um, highlights and can, I don't know, I feel like this is really healing. I, th I think this is a really healing thought, um, is that not all relationships last forever and that's okay and that it doesn't say anything about the 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 depth the the richness the love the experience the 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 connection the amazingness whatever it was that had your relationship be so awesome just because it ends doesn't take away from that I, you know, I was having a conversation with another person the other day talking about when we give up this expectation of time in relationship, like the length of um, a, that a relationship needs to be in order to be successful. When we relinquish that, then we have this amazing freedom to just relate to people just just to relate to them it's like taking the dismantling the the relationship escalator and like taking it to a whole new meeting or to a whole, whole new meeting whole new level i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> um oh, literally i have no idea where that was just bleh, weird word that came out of my mouth um and just taking that to a whole new level and being like, if we completely relinquish this expectation of time around, uh, or longevity rather, around relationships, then what if we just got to relate? And what if, this was a conversation the other day, what if that relationship, that relating was only for an hour? 
And it was a beautiful hour. It was an amazing hour. It was a glorious hour that you had with this person. And then you part ways. And then you never see each other ever again. It's very how I met, how I met your mother. <laughs> and, and that's okay. There doesn't have to be any questioning or doubt or what if or should I or anything anything like that was that person the one you know no like what if you could just relate to other humans what if you could co-create experiences with other humans and allow them to just be just be the way that they are what if what if we did that i don't know i think that that would be really beautiful i think that that would take a lot of pressure off of relating. I think that would take a lot of pressure off of us. I think that would relieve a lot of scarcity mindset around relationships. Like I have to find the one or what if I never find the one or where is the one for me, which I think a lot of, you know, people in polyamory don't necessarily have that, have that issue, but people still, and, and people still do, you know, you still want to have like the life partner or the the relationship that lasts a long time or something like that. And I think that in giving up this idea, it doesn't mean that that's not going to happen. Um, it just means that you take the pressure off of that happening. And when you take the pressure off of something, when you take the pressure off a relationship to look a certain way, to fulfill a specific expectation that you have, that you created for whatever reason you created it, then it gives room, gives birth, gives expression to the beauty that of just relating with this other human and what the possibilities are. And I want you to take the case that the possibilities of relating are far greater than what we could, you know, try to manufacture. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear what you got out of this episode. I would love to hear from you. So go to the link that's in the show notes. Reach out to me. Tell me what you thought. Tell me what you're getting out of this. I love your feedback. And if you'd like to uh, work with me, then sign up for a discovery call and let's talk about that. All right. I love you. I love you, friend. Hope you have an amazing day, night, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Thank you so much for joining me today. What are your takeaways? What is an action that you're going to take that will have this make a difference in your life? However small, take that action. Don't let this just be a good idea. Make that 1% shift in your life today to live more freely and authentically. If you'd like to learn more about my coaching, my classes, or the events that I host, check out my website at www.elizabethannecunningham.com. Until next time, keep loving.